everybody, and welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Friday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here with plenty to talk about ahead of the Eagles game on Sunday in Landover, Maryland, the dumpster of the United States. Looking forward to that game. Lots to talk about. Some uh, changes to the injury report, Zach. So we'll get to that. We're going to have our Goose Wisely, our Crystal Ball Deagle predictions, and just the general vibe around the Novacare Complex. How are you? Doing well. Excited for the show. Look forward to a Friday show. The hay's in the barn, mm. as the coaches like to say. This is the this is the end of the week, and you kind of transition to the game at this point. The uh, sickos and listeners who remember, I'm, please remind me if you're in the chat what the the reference was, the cultural reference that Zach had that was not Rashomon, but it was something much more recent and lower brow. I forget exactly what it was, but uh, something similar happened before the show today. We were just doing some mic checks, and I just gave a mawage. Mawage is what brings us to gava todai. And Zach goes, oh, you watch This Is Us. And like, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? For those who watch This Is Us, they would know exactly what I'm talking about. So you <laughs> consider Landover, Maryland the what? The I, I mean, the dumpster of the United States. It's a terrible place. Landover or the, or the stadium itself? Both. Jeez, oh, Landover catching a stray. Uh, no, that's no stray. That's a, that's a direct dead between the eyes shot. Well, the stadium itself isn't particularly good, but yeah. Landover is uh, it's fine. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I imagine, I take it you're not sorry that you're not making that drive down this year. I'm not. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's also tough viewing experience. Yeah. Not only is it a is it a pain to get to, but it's it's not a good way to yeah. watch a football game. Yeah. Tough viewing experience from the back. You you know when they're on that far sideline. You can't really tell what's going on. The affair. That's what it was. Thank you. Thank you in the chat to Tom Sank, who said uh, you, your Rashomon reference was the affair, which you uh, didn't watch. Remember, you I didn't said, watch. No, but my wife you, did. You knew <laughs> that it was all about the affair. Yes. <laughs> so now we're caught up. Now we're caught up. So I'm, I'm looking forward to going down there. <laughs> yeah. Way to, way, to, way to power through and finish your thought. You get to see Josh Harris. That's what you're excited That's about? That's not what I'm excited about, but if I bump into Josh Harris, I'll talk to him about the Sixers game last night. Talk to you, the two of you can uh, talk about your shared, beautiful fashion sensibilities. He's spending, you know, $10,000 on a Louis Vuitton fleece, and you're uh, likely the same. A Louis Vuitton fleece? Yeah, like a hoodie. He's, he's, you're the he's, one who, who, who wanted Louis Vuitton Suitcase, if, if memory serves. No, Shields I didn't want it. The question was, if it was gifted to you, would you keep it? And I would say, no, I would not keep it. I'm not. Gonna what would you do with it? I'm give it Throw to someone it who appreciates it more than me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah you'd be walking around the PHL with. A, I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to buy one myself. But if if Jalen gives you Louis Vuitton suitcase, you're carrying. How rude would it be of me? To just re-gift something that somebody thoughtfully gave me. You're not a re-gifter? No. I'm, I mean, I have morals. <laughs> wow. I didn't know it was a matter of morals. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's, let's talk football. Okay. Let's talk football. You were there at the Novacare Complex mm -hmm. today. The uh, uh, injury situation has changed a little bit since we last yes. talked about it. What's the scoop there? Who have you talked to in the, uh, in the locker room? What's, what's the latest? So Jordan Davis, 
uh, left practice or got dinged up at practice yesterday, was limited on the injury report, hamstring injury. Good call out by Rich Hoffman in the newsletter today. Why do the Eagles keep getting injured during practice? This keeps happening. And Nick Sirianni said they practice hard. Mm. Maybe it's because they're having they, a walkthrough on Wednesday. Yeah, it's because they only practice once a week. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Could be that. Uh, but Jordan Davis popped up on the injury report. He was not practicing today for the portion that was open for practice, like six minutes of Friday practice. You don't see much. You see them stretching, but he was not out there. Who was out there was James Bradbury, Zach Cunningham, and Milton Williams, all of whom were limited yesterday. So those guys are going to play. I wouldn't, or I would assume those guys play. I wouldn't have that assumption with Jordan Davis. You miss Friday's practice, it doesn't look good for you. And so uh, that's worth noting, most importantly, for the Eagles' run defense and for the Eagles' overall defense, but also uh, your pumped about your defensive tackles in our draft, and now you're down one of them. I'm still feeling pretty good okay. about my defensive tackles. Thanks. Okay. Uh, so th so you think Jordan Davis is not going to play? I'm assuming because he wasn't practicing. Now, again, it's, it's one of those dynamic situations, right? Like they said, they'll see how he feels as the week goes on. Oh, I'm sorry, as, as they get closer to the game. But if you don't practice on Friday, typically you don't play on Sunday. Now I'm curious to see, and I'm curious what you think about this, how they will backfill that nose spot or if they will even play a nose. Maybe they'll just lean into the even fronts um, because we haven't seen them have to do this a lot this season. Could be Marlon Tuipoloto. Yep. They could make Jalen Carter do it. They could ask uh, somebody else to do it. But uh, their defense, their run defense has been so good this season, best in the league by, by certain metrics, certainly better than last year. Um, uh, and going up against an offense that wants to lean heavily on the run game, it'll be an interesting test. Good point. And the only nose tackle that they have on the practice squad is Noah Ellis, uh, who they signed this week. They could, it's convenient timing, frankly. Uh, perhaps... They could elevate. How come no, uh, no ear tackle, no chin tackle, no eye tackle, just all about the nose? I haven't thought about that. I can ask Jordan next week and see what he thinks. Please do. That sounds like a better wolf's den. I, I think you should ask that. If you had to give the other defensive tackles on the roster a, a, a facial body part, what do you think you would do? <laughs> you know, I, I... I feel like Fletcher Cox would be the mouth tackle. Okay. Uh, talks a little bit more. I think Jalen Carter is the eye tackle because he's making, you know, he's, he's making eye-popping plays. I would say that Marlon Tuipolotu is the ear tackle because he doesn't talk very much. He's more of a listener than a talker, okay. although maybe Milton Williams would be the one there. Maybe Milton is the, uh, the chin tackle, and I don't know why. Okay. I got to tell you something, but 15 <laughs> years in this business... I've missed countless holidays and uh, weddings and family events. Of your and, own volition. And, yeah. Uh, uh, working early mornings and late nights. And I, I, like, to, you know, I like to think that I, I measure twice and cut once. I've never once thought about what body, what mouth body part is assigned to each defensive tackle. Well, uh, fill in, uh, you know, uh, let us know what you think in the comments and uh, on, on Twitter and in the Discord, all that stuff. Hashtag uh, face tackle, where you think the uh, Eagles defensive tackles belong on the face. Kentavious Street, where does he go? Okay. Uh, so Jordan Davis, I don't expect to play, but the Eagles are deep at that position, as we're noting by associating a face body part with, or face part with each player. Uh, so... 
we'll, we'll see how they compensate for that expected absence. Uh, Kevin Byard, I'm expecting Kevin Byard to play quite a bit. Now, Nick Sirianni did not want to commit to that today. He said, I'm not going to tell the Washington commanders what we're going to do. Uh, but Byard was on the practice field yesterday. You were there. You saw him for his first practice with the Eagles. Uh, he was on the practice field today. He's a veteran. He's picking up the scheme. I've spoken to a few of uh, his teammates. I spoke to the Darius Slay today. I spoke to Reed Blankenship today. I want to hear about the spoke, conversation with Reed Blankenship. I spoke to Julio Jones about oh, – or, or, or I'm sorry. I spoke to A.J. Brown about him today. I did ask, by the way, A.J. Brown. I said, last week, Julio Jones – this week, Kevin Byard, do you have some juice in this building? Because he was asked what he thought of, mm. of, of Byard coming, and his first response was, oh, I, I knew it was happening. Which he said the same thing about Julio last week. He, he, he likes to give that flex, like, yes. oh, yeah, I've known this was coming, right? right. And so AJ, he, he kind of smiled. He's like, I don't want to say it in front of the camera, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think AJ's got some clout in this building. Okay. $100 million does that for you. Well, it sure does. Uh, do you I, think Devontae Smith is jealous of that? You have to ask uh, Jalen what he thinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jalen would say, don't, don't play that game. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not. No, no, no. Don't even. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I asked, uh, I asked well, about the story of what Sirianni said. I didn't want to, like, tell the whole story to, to AJ because I didn't want to, like, bring up what he's making to him. I thought that'd be kind of. But it's a matter of public information, I suppose. But in, in any should event, go both ways. Coaches' salaries uh, should be public information. The players are. Yeah. Why not the Why not the coaches? Yeah, I mean, I, I think actually the players are typically because of the um, players association. That, okay. But look, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I general managers should be too. That way, we can all <laughs> yeah. con continue our picketing for uh, <laughs> those those lowly general managers. So, so. Uh, A.J. Brown was, was saying Byard's you know, great player, great guy. Um, he said they don't talk all the time, but they were friendly there. Reed Blankenship. Uh, yeah, what did Reed say? It's such an interesting little little twist here, yeah, the Middle so, Tennessee State guys. So Reed Blankenship was an Alabama fan <laughs> growing up. Okay, huge Alabama fan. Actually, the player he looked up to was, uh, do you know? I think I told you this. I'm going to guess. I'm imitating you. That's what you do. You, you, <laughs> oh, is this what I do? Yeah, yeah, that's what you do when you're thinking. Okay, that's a good yeah. uh, that's a good tick to pick up on. Let me guess. Is it is it a safety? It's a safety. So then it must be. It'll make you feel old that this is the player that Reed Blank. Okay. Uh, it escapes me. Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, so he was. It so, doesn't make me feel that old. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm saying he's a young player. As as uh, Defop Daniel Gallon likes to note, like time goes on. Yeah. Shout out to, to uh, Daniel Gallon. I saw I saw him at the Penn State game. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was good catching up with him. Doing good work out there. Shout out College. to uh, listener uh, Luke who uh, stopped me at the uh, grocery store last night. Said he was a fan of the show and hashtag Team Bo. Typical. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Guys, shop the same grocery store. Yeah. So, uh, so, Reed Blankenship, he didn't grow up watching Middle Tennessee, but when he was being recruited there, he learned about Bayard and watched Bayard a lot when he was there. Just a player that he's kind of looked up to since college or has watched since yeah, college. I imagine you enter that building, like yeah. you play that position, you are like, this is a, a yeah. shadow that looms over the, the group. Yeah, trained with him this offseason in, in Nashville. They spoke about Philly, but he's like, I never thought I'd be able to play with him. 
I, I said I said I don't want to belittle the Middle Tennessee program, but I imagine like this doesn't happen very often. And he's like, no, you're right. He's like, this is a this is a big deal for the program. So he's excited about that, and he's excited about the ability to be in a second or not the ability, the reality of being in a secondary with Bayard, Slay, Bradbury, like established Pro Bowl, All Pro caliber players. I would throw Bradley Roby, a vet, you know, ten year veteran in there uh, when he's healthy. Uh, Blankenship will be in an experienced secondary. So Crazy a lot. that Blankenship is uh, is the best of that whole group. <laughs> he is part of your what, fat the core four. The, yeah, the absolutely. The core four. Okay. So uh, those were some. Of the, that's that's some of the insight. Darius Slays uh, has always kind of kept kept up with Bayard's game. He says he's always watching other defensive backs. Uh, he's excited for the chance to play with an All Pro safety. He, he said he's tight with uh, Quantre Diggs, who's cool with, with Kevin Byard. So there, there's, that's like your Kevin Bacon game with Darius Slay, uh, which is always interesting to me. You know, who's, who do you know who knows of who course. that person? Uh, so excitement in the, in the locker room for Kevin Byard. That's good that I, I'm, I'm proud of you for knowing the Kevin Bacon game and not thinking that it was like a Immaculate Grid or something like that. Something that came 20 years after as, as if it was so the I original like, source. I don't like to share personal information, okay? But sometimes I'll, I'll give some stories from my past. Okay. Here. And when I was 10 years old, I did a talent show. And my talent was I can connect mm. any NBA player to Michael Jordan within... Uh, I think it was four degrees or five degrees. You used to play this game all the time with okay. uh, my brother and my dad growing up. And not just you don't you don't just stay in sport. You can you can cross sport because you've got Danny Ainge who who can okay. cross over for you. You've got Deion Sanders and Brian Jordan at that time who can cross over for you. So you can get you know, but within six moves you can get from anybody yeah. to anybody in any sport. So my well, not hockey, but but my my brother actually contested. The fact that I was going back, to, that I was using college for the connection. He oh, didn't think good that for your brother. Was, he didn't think which, that. No, was which brother? Matt. Okay, I'm, I stand with Matt. So Matt like threw a flag on me for this, and I was like so proud of this. I'm 10 years old, <laughs> okay, and I'm like, I think I went. Jason Kidd played with Lamont Murray at Cal, who played, you know, and uh, and I was doing something like that, and he's like, you can't go college. And I'm like, you can't call me out on this. Yeah. So. <laughs> I respect that. Was he yeah. so from the from the stands, like at the talent show? He's calling you out from no, the from the crowd. No, he called me out when I said because I I had to enter this and I said this was my talent, and they were like really impressed. And okay. so my brother was like saying, "Yeah, you can't do this." And he and so oh, this was, was before the actual performance. This was before before the performance, okay. but I did it, and I ended up uh, second place in the competition. Do you remember what won? Some like corny talent, <laughs> singing or music or something like that. I mean, it wasn't as impressive as Five Degrees of Michael Jordan. I can tell you that. And what were you taking? Were you taking suggestions from the audience? Yes. So okay. I, I was pretty dynamic. I was, uh, you know, <laughs> I was pretty dynamic. Okay. I was like, I was like raising, you know, people were raising their hands. Yeah. I'm this ten year old out there, and I'm getting, you know, Dikembe Mutombo, and okay. uh, I mean. Uh, Matt Geiger, and you go on down the list. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, Tom Gugliotta. But Matt was not, uh, he was not jeering you from the crowd. It was oh, only no, ahead no, of time no. that he it was, was. It was ahead of time, yeah. Okay. It's funny that that uh, person who came in first turned out to be Taylor Swift. <laughs> ah, yes, who went to Ross Tucker's high school. <laughs> that's exactly right. All right. Uh, before we move on, Zach, it is time to talk about Soul Savvy. Soul Savvy. 
you know, we're having great weather this weekend in Philadelphia. Going to be nice and shiny for uh, Jane's third birthday party. Oh, that's great. Exciting stuff. And the Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it... I guess I was thinking about uh, Shady Rays, and we're actually talking about Soul Savvy right now, which is for sneakers, not sunglasses. And so the sun doesn't really matter as much here. You got to wear sneakers every day. Here we go. The Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news, releases, raffles, and sales in the sneaker world. It is your one-stop shop for everything sneakers. You get the drop alerts, instant notifications. Never miss a release again. You'll get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy. You get free raffle management. Keep track of all the raffles that happen in sneakers with our raffle tracker and the release calendar which gives you accurate release calendar that will keep you updated on releases that are upcoming. Whether you are a casual buyer or an all-out sneakerhead, Soul Savvy has something for you with three different levels, the basic version, mobile plus, or premium. This Saturday, October 28th, the Air Jordan 12 Cherry drops, and the drops by Soul Savvy will notify you when and where it's dropping. Download the app and never miss a release. Sign up for Soul Savvy by clicking the links in the description below or visit links.soulsavvy.com slash P-H-L-Y or head over to the App Store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. Soul Savvy, that's S-O-L-E-S-A-V-Y. So you mentioned the sun this weekend. It's mm. a perfect weekend for Shady Rays. And uh, my wife was on their website the other day and she said the Signature Series blackout polarized ones, you should get those. Not you, me. I should get those. Mm -hmm. uh, and because did you also use the uh, request for your wife, or did you get uh, them for yourself? I'm not talking about a request here. I'm just talking about okay. going on their website and looking in and okay. looking at it because uh, anyone should want to get Shady Ray sunglasses. Shady Ray sunglasses, are, they're they're awesome because they're quality shades that are built to last. They're, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They're durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. And if you're into winter sports, their quick swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is shady raised snow goggles. Uh, I will be driving down to Landover, Maryland. I was going to say D.C., but really Landover, Maryland. If the sun's out, I, I need sunglasses in the car. Uh, I will have my pair of Shady Rays ready to go. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after the purchase. Exclusively for our, our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHLY for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. So you can have one for your car and one for home. It's great. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So uh, I haven't, I, I, for whatever reason, the last few days I, I have forgotten to go to Immaculate Grid, but, they, but somebody's saying Kirk O'Main is sitting in the chat that the Eagles are on here today. You want to pull it up right now and do it? Uh, have I you done yours so. today? No. I, Let's do, we'll do during football season, it's hard for me We'll to do, do count of three and say what we each say, see how on the same page we are. Are you ready? Uh, hold on. Let me pull up. So we're doing the football one? Yes. 
Okay. Eagles. I don't just the, we're just doing the Eagles row. Oh, okay. Just the Eagles row. So Eagles, 1,000-yard rushing season on the count of three. And we're going to see who's, who's more obscure? No, we're just going to see. I just want to see how on the same page we are. Okay. Okay, on the count of three. One. Okay, wait, so I don't have to worry about obscurity. Well, you could be going – just the first person that comes to mind. Okay. These, I was hoping it was going to be uh, with teams. This is all okay. different statistical okay. tent poles, which is not as, not as fun as, okay. as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Rushing – 1,000-yard uh, 1, rushing season on the count of three. One, two, three. Steve McCoy. Van Buren. Okay. 1,000-yard uh, ru- receiving season on the count of three. One, two, three. Jeremy Deshaun Maglin. Jackson. Uh, 10,000 yards plus passing yards in their career on the count of three. One, two, three. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, I was going to say McNabb. Okay. All right, let's see uh, where, they, where they landed. Okay. Well, well I, I didn't realize that. Well, I, I would have gone I'm with Deuce Terry for the— You know what, what, what I like about Steve Van Buren is I put in Steve V, and the only other person who comes up, Steve Valos. So I, I got LaShawn McCoy at 39%. I got Jeremy Macklin at— Seven percent. Uh, Deshaun was sixteen percent. Van Buren was one percent, and McNabb at forty. McNabb at forty. Okay. Could you do it for Washington? This week's opponent. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Is this is this good podcasting? I don't know. Do you think it is? <laughs> I, I mean, we're entertaining when we do it, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. You want to do the countdown? Sure. It's one thousand yard rushing season. Yes, one thousand okay. yard rushing one, season. One, two, three. Clinton Portis. Portis. Okay. Nice. Uh, 1,000 yard receiving season. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Laverne McLaurin. <laughs> okay. Uh, 10,000 yard passing yards in their career. Okay. Um, and the, okay. Uh, give me one second here. Uh, you got you gotta quick fire. Oh, you got the quick fire. Yeah. One, two, okay. three. Brad Mark Brunel. Johnson. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now, now let's now let's really uh, see how it yeah. goes. Claire, Claire says in the chat, "This is like a weird football dating game." Oh, Brad Johnson, zero point seven percent. Nice. Okay. Mark Brunel, three percent. All right, so beat you there. Lavernius uh, Coles. That's a good one. One percent. Nice. McLaurin was forty-seven percent. Okay. And we both had Portis. Yep, at thirty-two percent. Okay. Well, now we got to do the Jets. We got to. <laughs> I mean, we got to figure it out now. We this gotta, is your competitive juices yeah, here, flowing. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Th- uh, rushing. Okay. One, two, three. Curtis, Curtis Martin. Martin. Yeah, got okay. it. I mean, you got to do Curtis Martin. Okay. Uh, receiving. One, two, three. Wayne Corbett. Actually, I think Wayne Corbett maybe doesn't qualify. Okay. I feel like I might have boned that there. I want Keyshawn. Uh, Ten thousand yards passing. Yeah. No, I like boned. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ten thousand yard passing yards in their career. Okay. One, two, three. Vinny Michael Vick. Okay. Oh, Vic's a good one. Yeah. Okay. People don't associate Vic with them. Uh, let's see. Vic, 1%. Vinny Testaverde, 11%. You this is the big there. one here. I might have boned it on Krebet. Oh, I didn't. He nailed it. Uh, Keyshawn, 14%. Oh, 9% for Krebet. Okay. So what's your, uh, what's your total here? My rarity score is 212. Ah, 215. You beat me. Boom. Okay. There we go. First time I've ever beaten Bo in something. That's true. Because first time we actually have an objective, uh, <laughs> <laughs> objective well, determination. Well, you know, I, you know I, I, I didn't know we were going for rarity. Yeah. I might have changed my uh, strategy. Get, but yeah, I wouldn't have gone with with uh, LaShawn McCoy. So I would have done even better. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone with Deshaun. That's the okay. real one. I would have gone with Harold or Mike Quick. Gotcha. It's yeah, all Harold. Which is today. what I should have done. It's good to see him. Okay. Uh, I have, a, I have a, just a general framing of the season question for you, Zach. Uh, we've done this in the past. Dispersing the, the turkeys of credit mm-hmm. um, for this season, the quality of the season. Let's say that you have to spread your 100 turkeys between Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and Sean Desai. Okay, let's say those are the, those are yep. the four big, big people. 
how would you apportion the credit for the Eagles being 6-1 and one and, and one of the two best records in the league? Well, I always give the players the most credit. I'm a player first person. So 30% for Jalen. Okay? Then I would go with uh, 25% for Howie. Okay? I will go with 24% for Sirianni. And the remainder for Sean Desai. Okay. Which is what? So I, I, I had what? 21? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, and so this is my question for you. Less about exactly how you split it up. How different do you feel this mm -hmm. season versus last season? I probably, frankly, would have allocated more to Jalen Hurts last season. That's, that's my yeah. general. And, okay. I mean, I, you know, and this is just a way of saying that Jalen is not playing quite as well as he was playing last year. But I do feel like um, this season... I give a little bit more credit to Nick. Okay. Uh, like, I, I think I would be borrowing turkeys from Jalen that I would have given him last year and given them more to Nick for this year. Um, because, and I, and I think that Howie deserves a lot of credit. Yes. Uh, and I, I would probably, for this year, give him the plurality of the credit, I think. Interesting. Um, How are you watching? But I think that last year it felt like Jalen's force of personality was doing a lot for bringing the team along beyond just his level of play. And I think now that that like, baseline has been established, um, the fact that he's not playing quite as well makes me give it a little bit more to the coaches than I did last year. I can see that. I mean, I think the coaching staff's done a good job this year, but I wish we could open it up to like the rest of the team or... Sure, we can't just go individual players. Yeah. But I think that also on defense, figure, I would figures. give, and this is no surprise to you, but I would give Desai more credit than I gave Gannon last year. Because yeah. last year, I think they were loaded. the they roster were, was, yeah. was much That's different. Fair. I mean, the, yeah. the amount of turnover and attrition yeah. in the secondary this year. And the um, opponents were worse. And the, and, the, yeah, right, and the opponents have been better. And I, and I also think that he has been more creative. Yep. And so I would say that just a way of saying that, that I think Desai is doing a better job and bringing along a group that is not as uh, loaded top to bottom. Yeah. That's fair. And I agree with you in terms of the credit that goes to Howie because they lost a lot of key pieces. And I think he's done a good job replenishing spots on their roster that needed to be replenished. And he's also done a good job like not going overboard on spots that you don't need to go overboard on, right? They lost both their starting linebackers and both their starting safeties, and it wasn't as if he was like, oh, oh goodness, you know, we, we need to draft a linebacker in this spot or safety in this spot to fill it, or, you know, we need to spend X amount of money. Um, now, I don't think they had, like, great talent at either of those spots, but he went out and he acquired a safety. Uh, Do you think that was always his plan? Do you think he – do you think in his mind he was always going to trade for a safety? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he was leaving that door open. I do think he wanted to see how these guys would develop. They took a few lottery ticket free agent signings that were cheap. And, you know, Justin Evans and Terrell Edmonds didn't cost them much. And uh, you can see maybe one of them kind of is like Kaiser White last, last season and, and gives you serviceable play. You don't know about Reed Blankenship's development. You don't know if Sidney Brown comes in and you're like from day one. Man, this guy's. I feel like it was probably the Sydney Brown. Sure. Let's let's just see how this plays and out. He got banged up. I think he probably was exploring trading for safeties over sure. the summer. Exactly. And teams are less willing to give yep. up on the season at that point. Obviously, they have the whole year ahead of them. 
But I think in his mind, it was like, if we get a 90 percentile performance yeah. of my expectations from Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown looks ready to go, then I don't need to do yeah. this. But I think he always knew that this was something he could do. Exactly. And I, I think he, he recognized that there are certain spots you can get by with, especially early in the season while you see what your team is. The schedule was, was laid out this way for him, where they could That's sort of see what they, were, yep. what, what they were like for the first mm-hmm. third of the season and then adjust from there. And he did, the, he did a similar thing at linebacker where, all right, they, they go sign Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack, and, and you're thinking maybe one of these guys turns into a decent player. It was player so similar you. to the Linval Joseph and Dominic and Sue thing from last I mean, year. But, but here you go. Zach Cunningham plays 100% of the snaps against the Dolphins. Uh, by the way, Sean Desai said they did that because they wanted his, his length on the field. Uh, Interesting. But, it's it's that type of thing. You sign these these lottery tickets, and, and, and you hope one of them hits. I think Howie did a really good job uh, replenishing the defensive. Or well, I mean Jalen Carter. That the draft worked out well for him there. But the Eagles lost perhaps the top free agent to change teams, Javon Hargrave, for certainly one of them. And they they have high level play this year. I, I I give them credit there. I mean the the offense has has been. I mean, the A.J. Brown trade keeps looking good. Cam Jurgens, when he was in there, was a solid offensive guard for them. It is crazy to think about, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like last offseason when we've, we've talked about this many times, but their original plan was hope to trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, right? Those things fall through. All of a sudden, you get A.J. Brown, and they wanted to sign Allen Robinson, right? Like, that was, yeah. their, that was their initial plan heading into the offseason. Obviously, that would have been a disaster. That's what they wanted yep. to do. So there's some luck involved. Sure. You get A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts takes this, uh, takes this jump. If Jalen Carter doesn't go through all the stuff that he went through in the pre-draft process yeah. and he goes in the first three picks, you know, what, what does the defense look like right now, right. right? Like, uh, do they have Christian Gonzalez um, and he suffers an injury or – you know, maybe it's Paris Johnson, something like that. But or like, maybe they trade down and they take Nolan Smith in the teens, or they take. <laughs> you cannot like try to steal credit for that just because you wanted that to happen. No, he was their first round pick. So <laughs> it's not their. I mean, he was not their pick with that pick. You predicted that he would. They would take him with that pick. I predicted they, did they not would use take. Him. <laughs> okay, Andrew. I'm going to ask you a question here. Andrew's our great producer today. Andrew, I predicted the Eagles would take Nolan Smith in the first round. No, 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 they no, took no, 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 no. Wait, Andrew, he predicted they would draft him 10th overall. Does he get credit if he predicted they were going to draft him 10th overall and they drafted him 32nd? The 31st. Thank you, oh, Andrew. Please. Boom. We have a, 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 an objective third-party source here. Uh, so, once again, so that's three years Andrew, in a row. Andrew, this is your last time so producing this show. three years in a row. <laughs> I got credit the year before for predicting Jordan Davis. They didn't pick him at the original draft slot. Yeah, that's much different. I got credit that the year before. That is so much different. I got credit the year before for predicting this is the, Devontae this is, Smith. This they is didn't the pick lowest Smith level of your form. This is, you're groveling no. for something so you do not deserve, they, and you know it. Okay. The chat is chiming in too. Okay, so perhaps we need more minions. To, you did to not watch say. Us. I think the Eagles are going to draft him with one of their two first-round picks. You I said, literally said I think they're going to draft him with one of their first. No, first you did round not. Picks. You literally said they're going to draft him tenth overall. He went like two hundred percent later in the draft than you expected him to go. You do not get credit for that. That's outrageous. Okay. Well, nonetheless, they perhaps they could have traded down a few spots. Maybe they maybe they would have taken your boy Van Ness. Um, they <laughs> Not my boy. Big time your boy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even understand that because I wasn't like very anti-Van Ness. 
No, you you said I don't like to like him, but I really like him. No, I did not say I really like him. I said I liked him more than I thought that I would like him. I just recall you were saying I, I, I see love some things I like. Yeah, yes. I okay. wouldn't have wanted them a tenth okay. overall. I'm pretty sure I definitely <laughs> said that. So perhaps they 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 could have done that. But yeah, no. To your point, it is correct. These things worked out in a fortunate way for the Eagles. But also, luck is a residue of design sometimes, right? Like, they were in position to have a top 10 draft pick because the Saints made this ridiculous trade. Sure, and they had a second first round pick, so they may have ended up trading up for, you know, Will Anderson or something like that. They were able to trade for A.J. Brown because they had this first round pick to trade. Uh, So there's there's a a handful of things that, like, yeah, if if they sign Allen Robinson, if they trade for Calvin Ridley, like, there's a handful of things that could have happened. But the reality is you're judged based on what did happen, and the outcome has, has, has been really good for Howie. Uh, I do want to ask you real quick here Please. while we're distributing this because I've seen, I've seen two things elsewhere in the media that just made me think. One, I believe this was from, from Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. I hope I'm, I'm crediting it correctly. He said if you had to give an MVP this year like purely on football, not like the premium positions, he thinks Jason Kelsey would be a candidate. Like, how valuable is Jason Kelsey to what the Eagles did do? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good thing to, to say when you're looking for, like, a content pop, uh, okay. something that's going to, okay. you know, let's let's pick, like, the most popular guy in football who's, who's a part of, uh, like, all of these national football conversations and give it a slightly different twist and hope that that <laughs> makes the media rounds. I think okay. that makes sense. I think Jason Kelsey himself would tell you that that's probably pretty silly, but... The general point of this guy is enormously important to what they do on offense is absolutely true. Um, you know, we, we don't need to talk about the tush push, but he's, he's very uh, instrumental there. And everything they do on offense in the run game and in, and in the passing game is totally like uh, a huge part of what Jason Kelsey brings to the table. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But if you took Jason Kelsey off the field, um, and put in Cam, Cam Jurgens, or if you put in somebody else, would that be a bigger difference than if you took Jalen Hurts off the field and put in Marcus Mariota, or A.J. Brown off the field and put in Alamene Zacchaeus? I probably think not. So that's the second one I was going to ask you. I, I saw something that said A.J. Brown's the real MVP for the Eagles. Do you buy that? I don't. Okay. Um, and I think you could make the case that Lane Johnson's even more important than Jason Kelsey. There was that interesting um, thing I saw making the rounds on Twitter about how, just like last year, the Eagles leave their tackles on an island more than any other team in the league. Like, that is a huge part of what they are able to do in the passing game. Uh, and Lane is, is a huge part of that, obviously. We saw what happened in the Jets game when he went down. Um, I think I would probably make the case that Lane is more important. Okay. Okay. I like what the, do you think I like about those that? conversations? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Lane is so ridiculously important. Uh, it's I haven't seen this offense without AJ Brown, to be honest with you, because he he's played, you know, every yeah. week. Surprisingly uh, so. Yeah, and but he the run that he's on right now is special, absolutely special, and I I just think he changes everything in the in the offense. Like it is. His presence, and this isn't to take it, this isn't to take it away from Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith is a really good player. I've seen this offense with Devonte and without AJ, 
and Devontae's better since his rookie year. Jalen's much better Jalen's since much his better. rookie year. Um, so that it's it's definitely not apples for They would apples. have I'm to play much yeah. differently. Yeah, but what AJ gives you and the attention that AJ commands is, uh, look, no one's more valuable than the quarterback. I agree. If AJ's out, they can get by. If Jalen's out, they might not make the playoffs. Um, but AJ changes so much, and he's on pace to have a historic Eagle season. I know. I I I once saw this interview with Derek Jeter. I believe it was Rick Riley, and Rick Riley was asking. Was him, he talking about alligator teeth? No. Um, and Derek Jeter's. It, it was like, what phrase do you dislike the most, or something like that? And Derek Jeter said, "Comfort." On, <laughs> no, Derek Jeter said, "On pace for." He's like because. You got to do it. You can't. You can't just say. I'm paraphrasing here. I don't know verbatim what he said, but it can't be like game 66. He's on pace to bat 300, and he's like, you know, there, there's there's still 90 plus games remaining, right? That you still have to do it. So yeah, there's a lot of time for AJ Brown here. But if he maintains this level of production, and five consecutive games with 125 plus yards, uh, this is going to be his historic season for the Eagles. No doubt about that. Uh, let's talk game time, Zach, because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I'm pretty sure there's going to be plenty of tickets available for the game this Sunday in Landover, Maryland. If you're feeling maybe you want to make a drive down, it's not a fun drive. It's not a fun place to be. It's not a fun stadium. Stop. But the, it's I mean, a, it's an Eagles game. No, well, that's what I'm getting to. But <laughs> the price might be right, and you're probably <laughs> going to get a chance to watch uh, a fun football team beat a bad football team. Game time has flash deals on last minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And then once you purchase those tickets, you're, you're driving down there and, and you say, you know what? I want a rooting interest in this game in addition to just who wins and who loses. So you're saying, I think the Eagles win by seven and or, or they win by at least seven and the, there are at least 44 points in the game. And so where would you make that bet? You'll make that bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings is, isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. I mentioned that Eagles-Commanders line, Eagles 7-point favorites, over-under at 43.5, so 
you can check that out to see uh, which side you want to fall on for this weekend. Get in the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHLY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code PHLY only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for help is available for uh, gambling problem call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort licensee partner golden nugget lake charles louisiana 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook dot draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nicely done uh because this is a, a rematch of a game that was played a few weeks ago it feels like there's not as much to talk about yeah. matchup wise uh we'll get to goose wise in a second is there anything else that's sort of on your radar and my one question in the secondary is how do you sort of see the safety and nickel playing time being apportioned? Yeah, good question. I see Kevin Byard playing quite a bit of snaps at safety. Uh, whether it's 100% or whether it's like 90%, um, it's, it's going to be quite a bit. And it might be every snap. So I see that. And I see, uh, obviously, Reed Blankenship playing. Then I can see a Josiah Scott, Sidney Brown maybe Eli Ricks split, but I do think Josiah Scott will still be the top safety. Oh, I'm sorry, the top nickel at this point. But it wouldn't surprise me if Sidney Brown continues to see more and more work there. As far as what I'm looking for... You do you know, think this linebacker rotation is going to continue between Morrow and Nicobe Dean? I don't. I, I think it's going to be N'Kobe when. But it's been two weeks here. It's been two weeks now. That's true. And they were just like yeah. rotating series. It was like uh, it went like N'Kobe for a series, Morrow for a series, yep. N'Kobe for two, Morrow for one, N'Kobe for two, Morrow for one. It was kind of a weird deal. That's a good point. Yeah. I. You know what? <laughs> I was going to say we'll find out Sunday. That's an obvious answer. That's okay. But I mean, we, we don't know. We don't know. I don't have a, 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 a firm answer for you there. Uh, How about a soft answer? Soft answer is no. I, okay. I think <laughs> I think Nicobe's going to okay. play everything. Uh, now, we've seen Washington. They had the best game against the Eagles of any team this year. Uh, the most points. Um, the, Probably should have won the game or at least gone for two to gone have a two. chance to win it. Yeah. It was Eagles' worst EPA uh, per play on, on, on defense this season. And so, you know, and, and there's a handful of other metrics. It's not the most yards. That was Minnesota in week two. But there's a handful of other metrics that, that show you how well Washington played against the Eagles. I think a big thing in that game was the way Sam Howell ran the ball and extended plays. So I think that's going to be a, a point of interest here. You know you're going to be able to get pressure on Howell, uh, but you have to contain him. You can't let him break contained, and then he's rolling out. He can make passes on the run, or he can pick up yards. I think he had 40 rushing yards there. Uh, and but then, definitely made a few yep, plays as a on, passer exactly. yeah, on second reaction throws. Yeah. And then the last thing with, with the Eagles defense is Terry McLaurin's like an Eagles killer. 
Um, the three best games of his career have come against the Eagles. Uh, you can actually go on allphly.com. Now, for the exclusive for the diehards, Bo and I traded emails last night, and we'll update with our predictions and our picks for this weekend's game. But real quick here, December 2019, uh, five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. November 2021, eight catches, 128 yards. September 2019, five for 125 and a touchdown. Uh, against the Eagles in nine career games, 53 catches for 784 yards and three touchdowns. Had a season-high eight catches when the Eagles played them a few weeks ago. So Terry McLaurin's really the guy you got to look out for. Jahan Dotson really hasn't taken that second-year leap for Washington. So I think if you can keep Terry in check, then you feel good about how your passing game, how your passing defense will. Do. You can also sort of Halloween's coming. It's like a scary Terry thing. You can sort of see that happening. You know, uh, scary, scary Terry. Here he comes, 150 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, you Don't can you, see that. Can't you envision that? Yeah, be that'd be like a Washington Post headline the next day. There you go. All right, you ready for Goose Wisely? Uh, if I said no, would we not do it? I mean, you can take a loss. <laughs> You're going to take a loss anyway. So, yeah, I'm ready for Goose Wisely. All right, I will go first. Okay. Uh, once want again, for the, uh, the new listeners, I'm Bo. I'm the <laughs> handsome one. This is Zach. He's the Stone Cold Newsman. And uh, we're going to give each other two possibilities for this game that we view as relatively equal probability. The other person gets to choose which one they think is more likely. And then uh, the, the other person gets the other one. And we'll find out who wins. At the very end, you get a golden goose, golden egg, in which uh, case that one is worth two points. So first for you, Zach. Your boy, mm -hmm. Emmanuel Forbes, outsnaps Eli Ricks in this game. Forbes has uh, been benched the last two games. Or Nicholas Morrow <laughs> has a sack. Of course, had three sacks against the commander's on yeah. October 1st. This is a tough one here. Uh, let's go with... Let's go with Nikos Moro lucks into a sack. Wow, okay. Moro sack. I, I don't mean take... to break the third wall here, um, but Andrew, is it possible to bring the uh, video down to the lower third because the light blocks... blocks uh, oh, wow. High maintenance Zach. Yeah. Unbelievable. What if it's, if it's not possible, no problem at all. Oh, that's terrific. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, easier for you. Okay, can you not it's, see it? It's fine. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm capable of working around it. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, and uh, Forbes has been benched. Um, I can see Forbes, Forbes getting in, but I, I think the Eagles like what they see with Ricks, and I think Ricks will continue to mix in for the Eagles. Yeah, but you just said that Josiah Scott's going to be the, the lead nickel and Sidney yeah. Brown might work in, and so if Forbes yeah. is back in the rotation, uh, okay. I hope I'm wrong here. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, you know, Forbes is a nice guy, so. Okay, yeah. you're up. Uh, Forbes really wants to, so this, so this is the thing about Forbes. He really wanted this rematch against Devontae from college, and they put him on A.J. Brown. <laughs> yeah, but it's his yeah. fault for talking yeah. smack to A.J. Brown. Uh, Jalen Hurts does not commit a turnover, or Jalen Hurts commits at least two turnovers. Ooh, good one. I'm doing the, I'm doing the head tilt. Now I'm aware of the head tilt when I'm thinking. Oh, when you're shaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, uh, that's the bow move. Uh, Jalen Hurts does not turn the ball over or commits at least two turnovers. Of course, 10 turnovers mm -hmm. uh, through the season so far, more than the eight he had last season. Andrew does not think he's going to turn it over. Andrew's telling me to go, uh, he's telling me to go no turnovers, but Andrew was wrong about the Nolan Smith thing, so I got to uh, decide whether I trust him or not. Well, he was um, great in Top Gun. But he was great in Top Gun. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Jalen Hurts does not commit a turnover in this game. That'll be my okay. More than more likely than two. Homer. <laughs> well, I mean, if you I'm just joking. think about it, he's turning the ball I over know. a lot, but it's still ten in seven games, so that's less than two per game. So even then, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go zero. I just want to point something out here. Josh Tolentino, who's a beacon of fashion, says swaggy burn. Okay, so uh, to end, yeah, he's probably making fun of you. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think he's got my back. Yeah. Uh, um, what was the other? Oh, oh so I have Hurts yeah. zero turnovers. You have Hurts two turnovers. Okay. Yeah, Zach, look at us. Neither of us is Mr. Fashion. Okay, let's. Bomber jackets are in. Bomber jackets are in. <laughs> You're wearing an open jacket with a T-shirt underneath. Yeah, th- like, th- this is like a. This is this is a good look, man. Oh, this is a look. This yeah, is this a big is a look? look. Okay. This is a good look. Seriously. You're out of your mind. It's so funny that this is the one area of your life in which you have self-confidence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, let's go. You're to like the next a professional one. writer, but you don't even you, you, you're not you're not happy with your writing. But but all of a sudden, Mr. Fashion, he's no, feeling just, good. No, it's just relative to you. You know, oh, okay. yeah, seriously, all that's right. all it is. Graham, uh, there you go. My man Graham says the jacket is clean. Uh-huh. Appreciate it, Graham. Well, I have to put my foot down on Graham if that's, <laughs> if that's the case. All right. Uh, for you, Zach, Jalen Hurts has a season high in rushing in this game despite the concerns about his knee. Or Dallas Goddard has more receiving yards than the length of the postgame show in minutes. Dallas Goddard has more receiving yards than the length of the postgame show in minutes. I think that <laughs> Dallas Goddard goes... It's funny how it uh, finally clicks when yeah. you... Oh, like, I have to... Probably talk yeah. about this a little more than just giving yeah. an answer. So, uh, the the uh, the, the post game show because I, I I listen back and I'll listen back on the ride up. Um, we'll have a we'll have it posted. Uh, I'm sorry, the ride back to Philly. We're typically looking at like 75 minutes to 90 minutes in there in, right. in that range. So based on that, I'm saying yeah, there's a better chance that Dallas Goddard goes for a hundred. Uh, then there is Jalen Hurts is running loose on on that knee. Okay, it's not a it's not a super high number for Jalen Hurts if I can pull it up here. But uh, you've made your choice. That's okay. Jalen Hurts is season high in rushing this season. Would you care to guess? Uh, it was actually there is one that's pretty high. Sixty yards. Seventy two against the Rams. Yes. So yeah. Okay. Your so turn. I am up here. Okay. <laughs> uh, Terry McLaurin reaches 100 yards, or AJ Brown reaches 125 yards. Ooh, good one. Thank you. And of course, the I feel like I've bet against AJ Brown several weeks in a row in Goose Wisely, um, and maybe it's lost me points, but it hasn't lost me the game because I'm still dominating. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Terry McLaurin reaches 100 yards. Gotcha. Okay. What she's done. Four times against the Eagles. A.J. Brown would be going for six in a row mm-hmm. over 125? Yep. Okay. What was my one on the, uh, the Goddard postgame show? What did I get? You got Jalen rushing. I got Hurts season uh, rushing. Okay. All right. For you, Zach, I have a punt or kickoff in this game, a ball that leaves a foot, lands in the field of play, and bounces backwards. Of course, you know what I mean. So if uh, a punt lands and bounces in the opposite direction. Or either team at some point in this game takes a snap from the 50-yard line. Punt kickoff bounces backwards. 
I, I think there's a higher probability of that than the ball landing exactly at the 50. Okay. Something to really look forward to in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I can give you more expert analysis here. <laughs> I, I, I don't this is have, one where I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't have the... Uh, the, I, I don't have the percentages either way in this direction. Uh, so here's, a, here's one that's from the Bow School. Okay. Oh, okay. There's a two-point conversion attempt, or there's an onside kick attempt. Mm, I also have a two-point conversion attempt one coming. So this is we've we've unfortunately crossed streams. I would say another reference we didn't have to use here. I would say two-point conversion attempt is, is more likely uh, because there are many times throughout the game when it makes sense for a team to go for two and only at the end uh, an onside kick. So give me the two-point conversion attempt. Okay, I like that. Uh, my final one for you is the losing team in this game wins the turnover battle or the commanders attempt a two-point conversion. So let's see if Ron Rivera yeah, reverses his... Yeah, commanders attempt a two-point conversion. Okay. And That's so funny. So what? What's so funny? You only just answered the question. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here. Um, so <laughs> how often does the team that lose the turnover battle win the game? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think and, you've made the right decision. But, uh, but the two-point conversion here, no, I was just thinking here. So if the commanders attempt a two-point conversion, I get a point and you get a point. That's true. But if the Eagles attempt a two-point conversion, then you get a point. Uh, if the Commanders don't attempt a, a two-point conversion and the Eagles don't attempt a two-point conversion, neither one of us gets a point. So uh, that's <laughs> how I was thinking about it in terms of yes. the goose wisely. But that's, that's my rationale for okay. with this. All right. You've got one more. Okay. Mine, and I always like cross-sports ones, the Eagles score more points than last week. And the score last week was 31-17, so they exceed 31 points. Or the Sixers score more points on Saturday than on Thursday. So the Sixers scored, what, 117 last night or 116? Uh, 117. And who did they play on, th on they Saturday? The Raptors. Uh, Nick Nurse going uh, back Nurse to Toronto. Nick Nurse revenge game. Yep. But, Let me do my head tilt. the Raptors have all that length. You got Scotty Barnes out. You know, you got Scotty what did you think of the Sixers Saturday. game last night? I didn't love some of the calls, but some of those calls were ridiculous. It was gotta, like, but you got I know, but it was better. so ticky and like this marginal contact thing we're yeah. doing now. This should not be reviewable. Yeah, like but what are we doing? Just yeah. ruining the end of the game. But you still got to close better. I mean, they had. Yeah, too I'm, many not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending the way that the Sixers played. It's just a yeah. terrible product. But Maxi, man, Maxi's. Do you think they should have called pass interference on the Hail Mary at the end of the Bucks game last night? <laughs> I do, actually. I, I thought yeah. so, too. Like, I do. I, I, I was saying this. Like, I am – and it, it was in the context yeah. of the Sixers game where, like, I am so tired of, like, over-adjudication of, of sporting events. But, like, they were just tackling guys I know. in the ends, and it was crazy. And, by the way, I wouldn't even feel bad. Like, if you're Sean McDermott, <laughs> you have a fourth and one at midfield. You have yeah. a Josh Allen. It, it, like, yes. Sneak that. End yeah. the game. Don't even. Yeah. It's a it's a six point game. There's so many. There things were like that three guys getting tackled to the yeah. ground. There's so many things that could happen. Just end the game with the ball in your hands. I totally agree. I don't get. I I didn't like the conservative call there. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the Eagles score more points than last week. Okay. 
and you've got the Sixers. Okay. Now we get to make our so someone said to me golden goose. Zach always chooses his own ones. Am I supposed to choose yours? No, you're allowed to pick whichever ones you want. Yeah. Okay. You, you can you can pick one that you submitted or that yeah. that that I submitted. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a two point conversion as attempted in this game, uh, hmm. which means you get onsides, which I think there's a good chance that we both hit this. But I'm gonna go with a two point conversion as attempted as my golden egg. Okay. You went with AJ Brown or you went with Terry McLaurin? I went with McLaurin. Okay, so I'm gonna go with AJ Brown reaches 125. Yards. Okay, that means I would get one. I would get double if uh, McLaurin reaches 100. Okay. Okay. Uh, time to talk about Foco. As we near the end of the show, Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season, overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. Foco has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. Foco always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. Santiago in the chat says, uh, how Bo reads his own writing, he should decipher ancient texts. I think that's right. I mean, you could not read what I have written here. Although, I would say that, Zach, you two have terrible sports writer handwriting. I do. And sometimes you just kind of scribble notes when the guy's talking and you have your recorder. But, uh, and I've had players be like, what is that? You've also got the thing where you hold the pen in a different way. I do. Yeah, I'm a lefty. And I just kind of learned on my own when I was younger. Good for you. Yeah. Self-taught. It works for me, but I'm very self-conscious about it at book signings. It's a little <laughs> bit of a flex. Because, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, but uh, Because you're thinking people are like, he writes like this. How could he write a book? Oh, I don't mind that. No, it's, it's when someone takes a photo. You know, people want to take photos. So when they take a photo, I'll specifically hold the pen the normal way. Oh, really? Yeah, I change it for the good for you for the actual photo. What an interesting peek inside your mind. Yes, um, because if I'm holding, if I'm like gripping, because you hold it like sort like of like grip. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Casey still holds it that way. If that makes you feel any better, it doesn't it doesn't. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I he's almost six. He's almost six. Yeah, yeah. but it works for me. And I'm more of a typer. It works for a, you. Yeah. And I'm more of a typer than a writer. Yeah. Are you a hunting pecker? My what? Hunt and Pecker as a typer. Or, uh, what's your, what's your <laughs> I had no idea what you meant You've by that. You've never heard Hunt and Peck? No. And I thought this was one of your weird references that... That's not a sex thing. There was a show one time where you brought up a, a thing that I had no idea what it meant. And then <laughs> you, all your minions did. Do you remember what that was? No. You do. Well, I'll say it off air. It was... What was it? It's actually the name of a drink. That doesn't help me. Milkshake duck? I don't... I'm going to type it out for you because I don't want to say it. Okay. Belvedere. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's not that bad. I didn't know what it meant. It's uh, a kill a cow thing above all else. Shout out to kill a cow. Uh, no, so no you typing style. Yeah, yeah, I type like this. Like, Bo Wolf can be okay. brilliant or can be... But you're, so you're going all index fingers, it looks like. Yeah, all index fingers. All index finger. Wow. Yeah, Interesting. Is that, not, is that not how you do it? No, I'm using other fingers, yeah. All index finger. That's wild. Yeah, well, except for the, yeah, all index fingers. Yeah. Wow. Good to know. 
Self-taught. Self-taught. Okay. Uh, it's time for our Crystal Ball to go prediction, Zach. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I was pulling up. So it, this is... I feel like we've gotten a good, like, you know, we've been doing the show a long time. I, I, it's exciting to still get to learn new things about you you're, and the way that your mind works. You're starting to wear me out. we got a long way to go, my friend. Oh, trust me. <laughs> <I'm> aware. <laughs> uh, Eagles are seven-point favorites on the road. Uh, 43 and a half point over under here. Okay. I, I think the Eagles win, and I think the Eagles cover, okay? Uh, and I think this game goes slightly over. This is a big one for you because you're usually you're split in the middle. Yeah, I really don't like Washington. Uh, but actually, you know what? There's I thought no you loved Washington. I thought it was your favorite place in the world. Oh, no, I don't, I, I don't love the Commanders. I love D.C. I actually wish that I was staying down there. I feel like you should come up with a name for Cantavia Street that plays off of K Street. Hmm. I used to work on L Street. 15th and L. Awesome, okay. awesome spot. I can tell you all the, all the uh, quick, quick lunch When it comes to there. Goose Wisely, my friend, you're still living on L Street. Okay, thank you. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, but proud of my time at 15th and L. Uh, actually, I'm going to go exactly at, at seven points here um, because there's no half. Uh, you're not even going to pick them to beat or, or lose the spread? No, I'm going to pick a push. Pick a push. <laughs> Vegas knows what they're doing. <laughs> Vegas knows what they're doing. That means, that means you're going to get no credit. Either way, unless it's exactly on. <laughs> Vegas Good for you. Um, no, so this all, is the opposite of in all the seriousness, Nolan Smith thing. In, in, in all seriousness, here, uh, I like the Eagles in this game. I think they are uh, the the better team. I don't think Washington's going to put up much of a um, <laughs> fight. I mean, Washington played them tough last time, and I like that defensive line, as I said yesterday. But I am going with Eagles. 27, Washington 20. Okay. Which, by the way, was the score of the, I believe, the 2017, 2017 opener down in Washington. It was 27, or no, that was 2714, maybe? In 2017? Yes. Because they added a late touchdown, remember? Okay, so it was 2720. Yeah. yeah, okay. No, no, no. Uh, remember? Oh, yeah. Because they, Brandon were, Graham, they were winning, yeah. and then they added that Brandon late Graham defensive had to touchdown. Sack, Fletcher yeah, Cox yeah, yeah. picked it up and ran it in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the I think the Jordan Davis absence or presumed absence is going to be interesting in this game because I think the Commanders will probably try to play this game like the way that they played the win over the Eagles at the link last season. I think we're going to see a lot of Brian Robinson. Um, but I don't, you know, I like I uh, I liked what I saw from Sam Howell in that game. Um, Carolina guy, of course. Yeah, the few other I don't like. I don't have a distaste for Carolina. Oh, actually, really? I mean, I don't like Carolina, but it's Duke is the team that I hate. Someone once told me there's more Carolina alums in Mecklenburg County than there are Wake Forest alums in the country. Is that accurate? It sounds about right. I mean, okay. it's a much bigger school. Yeah, but how big's Mecklenburg County? I don't know. That's where you went to college. Yeah, I mean, when I went to Wake, it was an undergrad of like 4,800, something like that. I think it's, it's closer to six now, but I don't want to spread misinformation big. on here. So, How about Mr. Information? Nor that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm curious to see how it goes. I, I, I don't think that Sam Howell will play as well as he did um, against the Eagles as he did the first game. Um, I think Desai probably has a better book on him now, so I'm, I'm putting some faith into him putting together uh, a more bespoke game plan here. Uh, it sort of comes down to whether Jalen Hurts is going to turn the ball over or not. I think the, I think the Eagles will be able to, to win this game handily. I think it will be a game that they are uh, 
up by at least a score for most of the game. So give me the Eagles winning this game, let's say 29-18. A lot of field goals. 29-18. Were they missing? Uh, I'm just throwing a weird score out there okay. because no one's going to remember the score that we predict anyway, so you might as well make it weird. This is literally archived on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Right, but nobody's going to care if you predicted a 27-20 to 20 score. But if you predict 29-18, wow. So basically what Bo's saying is if he's right, he'll remind you of it. If he's wrong, no one's going to remember it. That's exactly right. Yes. As, as, as literally used to be the intro to our shows. Yeah, that's not on a different what I platform. subscribe to. You're accountable for all what you say, good and bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something you've said to make you accountable for it, but... If I said something wrong, I'm accountable for it. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm accountable for my Emmanuel Forbes, Forbes uh, take. And I'm not, sell, I'm, I'm not selling my Forbes stock yet. Okay? It's gone down quite a bit. Well, yeah, now is not the time to sell. <laughs> now is not yeah. the time to sell. Um, but there was a time when people were selling Josh Sweat stock, and I was buying it. And look how that's going now. We should do, an annual, we should do a weekly, you, you have to buy a stock and sell a stock. Ooh, so I to sell. Right now, let's okay. say if you could buy uh, the stock for any Eagles-related person, who would you buy? Okay, so a stock that's going to ascend this week. That's, that's a good one. Or from now until the end of the season, whose stock is going to rise from now until the end of the season? Whose is going to drop? I like this game. This is good. I think Nolan Smith's stock is going to rise. Good time to buy Nolan Smith's stock. Good okay. time to buy Nolan Smith's uh, It's a stock. little bit pricier than it was last week mm -hmm. because he had his first sack, but it was a very easy sack. Yes. Uh, I would say it's a, pretty low, it's a pretty low stock that you're buying. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. And who are you selling right now? Sua Opeta. Now, Sua's stock has dropped. Two weeks ago is when you should have sold the Sua stock. Okay. Because he hasn't played well the last two weeks, and he's, we know that he's about to lose his job. So I feel like the market understands mm -hmm. okay. where Sua is. But you think it's going to get even lower? I don't. It's hard for me to know how it's going to get much lower than it is right now. Okay, and then let's sell. Unless he has a really, really well, I'm heinous he's going game to be this week. Out of week. the lineup next week. So sure. my point is, but I think the market, is, but the market knows that. So, but my, but my point is this: whatever like stock you're holding on to, because this is Sue's last game, starting potentially. So if you're like, you know what, I really think this guy is going to become. Uh, starter next year. This is this is the last. This could be the last exposure to him. But I'm not. I'm se I'm selling my Sua stock. I think that. Okay. So that's. But that, the market the market expectation for Sua is that this is the last start of his season, most likely. Yeah, but there's people holding on to the Sua stock because he could get back in the lineup or he could sign. So f so for instance, if Sua signs. A three-year. Well, we're going till the end of the season. That's that's the 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 okay, uh, so framing the of this ridiculous game that we've just come up with. <laughs> okay, um, so then the stock that I am selling on the Eagles uh, for this week would be. Would you sell AJ Brown stock right now? Sky high stock. No. Five straight 125 receiving yard games. No, 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 no. I I I, I would not. Maybe I would sell a little bit of my Blankenship stock right now. Interesting. Um, because, you know, you, you got Bayard back there. He's going for a milk check. Yeah, that he, he, he might be the guy who teams are Maybe he can't stay healthy. Okay, yeah. So, look, I mean, Reed Blankenship's, he might be my son's uh, favorite player because their name's Reed, right? But... Uh, so, taking a shot at your son, okay. No, but, I mean, this game here, I, I really didn't put much thought into this. I typically don't sell. I typically buy in bulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that is yeah, fair. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll sell some Sua. 
All right. Uh, that's good. That'll be good to follow. So he's buying Nolan Smith and selling Reed Blankenship. We'll see how that uh, works out over the uh, rest of the season. <laughs> For Zach and Andrew and their agreement that uh, Nolan Smith was selected 10th overall for some reason, or with the first of the Eagles' two picks, wrong. Uh, he was a first-round pick, and I predict him to be a first-round pick. We thank you pick. for watching. We Boom, thank you for listening. It. We will uh, talk to you later. Check out allphly.com for all of the content that you need. And uh, on Sunday, we will be back with a pregame show at 12.30. Jamie Lynch and me with Zach coming in live from FedEx Field if there is working Wi-Fi, which there may not be at that stadium. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will talk to you on Sunday. And as always, we love you. Thank you.